Welcome to Sustainably Influence, the podcast, hosted by me, Bianca Foley, and me, Charlotte Williams. In this podcast, we explore our efforts to making changes to our lifestyles as influencers to live a more eco-conscious lifestyle and hope that we can encourage you to make one small change. This isn't just a podcast for influencers. We want this to be a community of people who are trying to do their bit, where we can learn from one another and share our tips. So join in the conversation over on our Instagram page at Sustainably Influenced. Chopay is a brand marketer, writer and headshot photographer that specializes in content and comms in consumer tech and fashion. Starting her career as a fashion influencer, she has led the marketing efforts at venture-backed tech and fashion companies, ASOS, Depop, Drover and Common Objective, as well as innovative venture capital fund forward partners. Now she's starting her own startup, a sustainable workwear brand for creative women. She's passionate about authenticity and sustainability, new age consumer brands and redefining what work means for women. Hi Chope. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Brilliant. So I guess I, we can just get started really, don't need to, I've given this long spiel about you. Um, <laughs> so getting into the whole sustainability chat. Mm. What does it really mean? Because I think that that is the biggest problem at the moment. (laughs) The word is everywhere. Yeah. Um, How do we kind of sift through the overwhelming amounts of info? Yeah, yeah. And work out what it really means. Yeah. Well, it's really, really difficult. Like, I think it's one of the most frustrating things about sustainability is that it's so unclear. Um, And I guess, you know, the broad definition is the one that Greta uses, which is um, to be able to meet the needs of the current generation without jeopardizing the future uh, the futures and the needs of future generation um but on a granular level what does that mean for us it's really hard to tell like you know especially in the fashion industry it's such a complex topic it involves water and oil usage and waste and social impact and um like the end of life and it's just it's a big big topic that it's really hard to really hard to navigate through um the way i think about it is make it by making thoughtful considered purchases um and always remembering that it's not an absolute so it's not that you're sustainable or you're not sustainable it's not a binary situation Uh, it's just being considered and thoughtful with how you move throughout your life and how you make your purchases i love that yeah because that's the best way to describe it it's you can be thoughtful you don't have to change everything but if the more you kind of try to change the better the result in the end yeah and I guess talking about purchases and mm-hmm. being a consumer, how it is difficult to be a good or quote unquote ethical consumer in Western society. How can we, how can we kind of tackle that? <sighs> yeah, big question. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, pressure there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I think generally consumerism as an entity is really hard to navigate because, um, in the absence, you know, I guess there's this marketing thesis that in the in the absence of like the church and the family as the thing that roots your identity and the thing that defines you, people turn to brands. So your identity is very much attached to the material things that you have, whether you're a supreme guy, whether you're a top shop girl, that says a lot about your personality. Mm. Um, so given that context, being able to say, no, I'm not going to buy that Topshop jumper or no, I'm not going to buy that Supreme hoodie, when you know that it signals something about who you are is, in- is-, is incredibly difficult. Um, and I would say generally it's about returning to first principles, right? Like it's about understanding 
what kind of person you are, what your values are, and if those brands align with those values. And ask questions, like ask questions of the brands that you're purchasing from. Um, I think the worst thing you can do is just to go into it blind and just to assume that if a brand says it's sustainable, it's sustainable. Because mm. as, as I mentioned before, it's so, so, so complex. Um, so I would say, yeah, operate from a first principles perspective um, and always, always ask questions about the brands that you're purchasing from. Because nine times out of 10, there's going to be a hidden thing, whatever it might be, that, that, that they do want to communicate on the front end on their websites so as the consumer um we also we have a lot of responsibility but i think sometimes people shame others so it's like if i say you know i like to be conscious with my purchases and i'm a sustainable blogger and then you may buy a top shop top one time or you know another brand and then everyone's like well you said you were sustainable well you, this isn't eco-friendly you're not saving yeah. the world so <laughs> how do we um take that pressure off to, yeah. and just basically just live but yeah. you know have some kind of balance yeah uh so in terms of like I guess how someone can create a balance and not shame others who shop at Topshop or who do do one singular action that is deemed unsustainable. I think it's about, again, returning to the fact that sustainability is complex. And if one person buys a dress from Topshop or a jumpsuit from Zara, that doesn't make them the villain. Because if you look at yourself and at your own life, you could have taken a plane last year mm-hmm. or you could have driven a car last week. Um, and there's other aspects of your behavior that could be arguably deemed unsustainable. Yeah. So um, it's too simplistic and reductive to be to shame people and to call out people because they're wearing fast fashion. Um, and it's important to remember that not everybody has the means or the brain capacity to transition to a more sustainable life. Yeah. And having empathy for that is incredibly important because, um, you know, calling someone out and shaming someone leaves no room for growth and it leaves no room for making mistakes. And it leaves no room for asking questions. Like I think about my sister who um, is really into fast fashion and we have a lot of conversations about it. Um, and she just feels like she can't even engage with sustainability because she's going to be shamed for shopping at Misguided. And there's probably millions of other women, much like my sister, who are intrigued and who want to make better choices. But to even engage with the topic is risky. So, yeah, I would always operate from a perspective of empathy. And I'd always look at your own life and remember that <laughs> you t- you drove a car last week or you took a <laughs> look plane at yourself, last week. Babe. Yeah, no, like definitely turn the lens inwards because nobody's perfect in that respect. Yeah. yeah. Something I'd add to that is that f- first, I just want to mention, we love a sister shout out on this yeah, podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> every episode, someone's sister gets shout out um but also on the whole you know buying something from Topshop as an example Mm -hmm. I have pieces in my wardrobe from H&M I've had for 10 years exactly so that is technically sustainable it's something that I've bought once and is continuously wearing Mm. and then at the end of its lifetime I'll then either recycle it or sell it depending on the condition that it gets left in Mm -hmm. and that is sustainability mm-hmm. there are different sides to the sustainability coin and something that the I think the issue we have is the general public don't understand that and they're like well you know that's not a 140 pounds t-shirt from a sustainable brand made in yeah. you know made with like eco fibers yeah and, stuff. and it's like well it's it is actually more than that there, yeah. there's different there's nuances in sustainability yeah. there's the conversation is so large yeah um, and I think that's the reason why we have the podcast because we've talked to so many different people and there are so many different opinions and facts around sustainability so it's really nice to yeah to have yeah. that up yeah but um 
Yeah, shout out to Showpaces. <laughs> shout out to Shawray if you're listening. <laughs> so in a previous episode, we discussed greenwashing, which I find fascinating. Um, when it comes to brands, how can we tell what is authentic and what is greenwashing? I think there's a couple of ways. Um, the first easiest way is to look at their business model, right? So um, the easiest example for this is looking at fast fashion brands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was, who was it that released a recycled collection? Misguided, I think, released a recycled collection. Or maybe it was Boohoo, one of the two. Um, and the language they used around it was, this is a sustainable collection. You know, everybody get on board. This is a sustainable collection. We're being sustainable. This is the first step to sustainability, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but when you look at their business model and you look and you see that it's driven by low prices, high volume, tiny margins, which means the supply chain workers are getting paid pennies, you can see that they're not actually sustainable, right? And that is greenwashing because on the back end, they are unsustainable. They're not paying their workers. I'm, I'm sure the environmental impact is through the roof because they're not investing yeah. any time and energy mm-hmm. into making sure that, you know, they're using organic materials or, um, you know, mitigating water use. So that to me is a really clear instance of that is greenwashing because their business model is not in alignment with the front end message of being recycled and sustainable, etc. cetera. Ah. Um, and I'd also say like, just use a bit of common sense. Like if <laughs> sustainability now was kind of transformed into a marketing term. Definitely. So everybody is sustainable. Everyone's got a sustainable brand or a sustainable t-shirt or a sustainable collection or even vegan free, uh, vegan, sorry, vegan leather is now described as sustainable when it's actually made of plastic. Yeah, really not. So like, you know, like just use some common sense and just dig a dig a bit deeper, look beneath the surface, um, and you can quite quickly ascertain whether it's a brand that has integrity or whether it's greenwashing. I love that. That's a really, really good way of describing what greenwashing yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. Um, and discussing like brands that do want to become sustainable, how can like established or mainstream companies ensure that their supply chain has changed? Because there's got to be some sort of cost implication associated with that. So what's your kind of thoughts on it? Yeah, well, I think it's something that um, I would say this, the fact the sustainability in the fashion industry is reluctant to admit is that it's fundamentally more expensive to become sustainable. Um, supply chains are so complex. And when you're an entrenched, established brand, mm-hmm. trying to transition all of your suppliers all of the transport links, et cetera, et cetera, to a more sustainable way of working without completely foregoing sales in the short term is a huge challenge. Um, And something that's a conversation that isn't being had is I have a lot of empathy for individuals that are working in these big box brands because I've Mm. spoken to so many of them and there are so many individuals working in supply chain and design who are really passionate about sustainability, but it's just very, very hard. so I, I would kind of frame the conversation with that, that like I always have empathy for people who are working within these brands. Um, and in terms of how established brands can become more sustainable, it's a really big question. Like I think part of it starts with buying from leadership. So the biggest issue is that um, whilst I guess design teams or production teams will be working really hard on sustainability initiatives, they won't be able to get buy-in from CEOs and MDs because um, it requires spending more money without immediate return in the short term. Yeah. So getting that 
sign off is an incredibly difficult process. Mm. Um, but it number one starts with buying from leadership. Unless the leadership is going to say, unless the leadership agrees that this is something that we're doing, um, it's going to be incredibly difficult for brands to make any progress. Okay. And on the back of that, are there any brands that you think have got in there early with like their core production and distribution? Yeah. In terms of like having sustainability at their core. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the first example would be Patagonia. Um, They are really amazing with the way that they communicate their sustainability initiatives. They're really transparent about what they're not doing, which I think is really the most important thing, being transparent about both what you are doing and what you're not doing. Um, And generally, they are very engaged with their customer. They know who their customer is and they communicate their sustainability strategy in a way that really resonates with their customer. A second example, and I guess obvious example, would be Reformation. Um, oh, although they're... Love. <laughs> I love Reformation, <laughs> love. right? Like, it, they, they are an amazing brand and they have got their sustainability comms down to a T. Um, they send out this... I'm not sure if you've, you've received their sustainability report that kind of has this, like, um, smiley face, neutral face, unhappy face yeah. format about the things that they are doing, the things that they're trying to work on and the things that aren't going so well. Um, and they really, really nail both the marketing and the communication of their, sustain- of their sustainability strategy. I think that there is some criticism to be had about um, their business model because some may argue that they are essentially fast fashion mm-hmm. and um, can you be sustainable and operate with a volume-driven model. Um, But my take is that they are elevating sustainability and making it stylish and sexy and um, pushing out into the mass consciousness. And for me, that's a win. Um, So I would say Reformation is also great. Definitely, because transparency is the biggest thing, isn't it? And then for a brand like them that's gained such traction, to be making it so in your face and making it acceptable and taking away that kind of, the old connotation that if you were somebody who was sustainable, that you were wearing like hemp clothes. (laughs) That you can be sexy and be sustainable and look really stylish. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Props to to you guys. Um, I also think that there are lots of like general public people who buy from them who don't actually know that they're sustainable, don't know what sustainability is. And that's even cooler because they're buying into something that they're completely unaware of, yeah. but on a positive note rather than a negative. negative. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's the win for me. It's like the, the, you know, the environmental utopia, if you like, is an environment where it's just brands, not sustainable brands, and people and sustainability is a given. That it's just it's just it's, yeah. it's oh this of course it's made from organic materials or of course it's um, going to a recycling plant afterwards, yeah. whatever it might be. Like that is the standard. So I, I do enjoy the fact that people are purchasing sustainable brands just because they're beautiful, not because they're sustainable. Love that. Hmm. Okay, so what would you say are the barriers and issues? Um, for sustainability to be filtered into kind of mainstream brands or stores? The first would be product availability. So Reformation is going some way to combating this, but there's just not that many affordable, sustainable brands out Mm, there. And if they are, they're not in mainstream consciousness. So returning to my sister again, she can't name one sustainable fashion brand. And she very much for me represents like a mass market consumer. And Mm. she's not aware of any sustainable brands. So just from a practical perspective, um, there aren't many brands that have broken into the mainstream that are affordable and stylish. Oh my God, we talk about this all all the time. time. (laughs) 
we want an affordable, sustainable loungewear brand. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't cost like a billion pounds for a pair of lounge trousers that yes. you're only going to wear at home. I just want to look nice at home and not wear... If anybody follows me, they see me posting stuff at home. Most nights I'm wearing my <laughs> Avengers hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I just wear my dressing gown every day, all day. And I want something nice. Like, yeah. if I've got friends coming over yeah. casually, I don't want to look like a hobo. Yeah. I'm yeah. Quite, I would like to look quite nice. <laughs> to be like, I'm entertaining, but comfortably. Yeah. Is this too much? Yes. Yeah, okay, so apparently there's there's is. an amazing brand called Off Hours. I'm not sure if you've heard about them, but they have these like, it's called inactive wear and it's like lounge wear, but elevated. And it's just so great. And I'm, I'm not sure on their sustainability credentials, but it's an independent brand and they're very thoughtfully run. Okay. Um, but I would highly recommend if you're looking for like elevated, sustainable lounge wear. Affordable? Relatively. Yeah, see, that's the issue. <laughs> I don't want to pay like a hundred pounds for a pair of trousers. So every pair of trousers I've seen are 140 pounds. I don't know why yeah. it's that number. And I do understand it is more expensive, but I just um, found them on Instagram, so I'm following. <laughs> we are I quick. quick. <laughs> I want to know if that if their stuff is affordable. I'm going to look on the website now. You guys carry on. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. let you know. Yeah. Or Marks and Sparks always has some good organic cotton. Yeah, jammies. And on um, what's the app that we use? Good on you. Good, I, don't good on you. I always yeah. want to say Too Good To Go, which is a food app that I also use. Um, <laughs> but good on you. M&S actually are doing pretty well yeah. in terms of their race, like ranking and yeah. sustainability. Um, so we're going to move on to people. So we've kind of touched on this, but the general public, I would say general public as in like, not us. Everyday, <laughs> everyday, people. everyday people. So maybe people like our sisters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the everyday consumer, do you think they actually care enough about sustainability to even want to make a change? So the short answer is no. (laughs) Unfortunately, it is really sad. Um, It's also, it requires us as, I guess, the non-general public to be empathetic and realistic. Yeah. Like, people are time poor. They've got their own stresses and complexities that they're dealing with. Um, And a lot of people just don't, it's not a priority for them to change something that doesn't have immediate return. And that's yeah. a really sad, to me, it's a really sad kind Definitely. of fact because um, there are immediate benefits to living a conscious, thoughtful life, in my opinion. Peace of mind is one of them. Yeah. And knowing that you're not ruining things for future generations is another one. But um, yeah, it, it is really unfortunate that the general public aren't able to get on board as quickly as we would want them to. Um, And I think that kind of, the the onus lies with us as activists and brands and people in the space to make it interesting and to make it sexy and to show them that this is a better way of living. Um, And most importantly, to make it convenient because people aren't going to make a change if if it is costly to them personally. Like at the moment, it's more expensive to be sustainable. It's more timely to be sustainable Mm -hmm. like it takes a lot more time um so getting the average mass market person on board is difficult and I think yeah there's definitely change that has has happened but um there's there's a long way to go yeah I totally agree with that I think especially how things are marketed as well it's kind of like by now um you need this we talked about this in the last episode about how um Certain gen, we we think more like Gen Z and early millennials. Mm-hmm. They have the ideal that if you wear something once and you put it on the gram, that you can't wear it again. Yeah. There are other, you know, baby boomers and other millennials, like later on, <laughs> later in life millennials, who are the same. But I think it's mainly 
Gen Z who have this idea and I guess it's down to marketing and the brands and the celebrities um pushing to them so I guess and influencers not these influencers in this room but (laughs) well maybe at some point but but yeah so I guess we kind of need to figure it out I just think maybe we need a little meeting where everyone comes together and we're just like okay we can all do what we're doing but how can we do it in a just a more ethical way yeah Yeah, and also it's about like not it comes back to the shaming point like I think what isn't spoken about is the fact that for a lot of teenagers buying new clothes makes them feel good yeah and you're going through a stage of life where you're super insecure you don't know who you are you've got friendship groups that are bitchy like this this being a teenager is really difficult it it sucked (laughs) and buying a new dress or a new top even if temporary makes them feel good so it's about understanding how can we frame sustainability as brands as activists as educators so that it makes people feel good on the back of that do you think that the fundamental issue is more does it lie more with capitalism or are there other issues to contend with so I do agree with the capitalism argument (laughs) in the sense that like growth at all costs is always going to have lots of unintended consequences Mm -hmm. and one of those unintended consequences is environmental destruction (laughs) and uh, people in poverty and child slavery and all of the terrible social issues that surround um, our consumerist environment Um, but what I will say is that I just think there's a nuance to be had in that um, yes growth at all costs is terrible but I think what is the more pertinent part of the argument is talking about the fact that we need to start putting a price on these consequences so um I'm not sure if you remember that the environmental audit committee released this fixing fashion report last year and they suggested a 1p tax on every garment that was produced and it was flat out rejected by the parliament by parliament of course Mm -hmm. um but the point of that is there needs to be some cost to all of the CO2 emissions that are happening, all of the pollution that's going into the rivers, there has to be some cost. Like the same way that there's a cost of buying raw materials and there's a cost to production, why isn't there a cost to the consequences? Um, and it's and it's that, you know, that is the part that really gets to me. Like we need to start pricing those consequences the and those... accountability, isn't it? It is. The accountability right. definitely goes into that. And it's about understanding the end-to-end process. Like the process doesn't stop when you produce the garment. Mm. like that that isn't the 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 point where brands should stop taking responsibility Mm -hmm. like brands need to take responsibility for the whole production process and look at all of the inputs and all of the outputs and account for them accordingly uh so yes capitalism is the issue but i think what we need to be pushing for is the pricing of all of the terrible consequences that happen as a result of growth at all costs agreed agreed indeed So with most of our guests, we've asked people to set us a challenge every week. Mm -hmm. Um, What have you got for us? (laughs) So my sustainability challenge for you guys this week is, so I've been big into DIY recently and just... um, You know I can't do DIY, right? We've we've discussed this off mic. get on board, get on board. I need you to be on board. Okay. (laughs) Oh God. Okay. So I've been big into DIY um, and just making do with what I have to try and make things like 
more inspirational and more interesting. Okay. So my challenge for you is to go into your wardrobes and find something that you don't like anymore, that you don't wear, whether it's sizing, fit, colour, shape, whatever it is, and to upcycle it into something that you do want to wear. Oh, so I whether it's this. add some buttons, put yeah. some elastic in the waist, whatever it is, I would like you to give an unloved garment a new lease of life. Nan, I'm coming for you. I've got, <laughs> this is, I love doing this. Amazing. I am so excited. Oh, I get to get my sewing kit back out. I haven't done anything like that in so long because of the nature of my job now. Yeah. I don't have to, and it's, I miss doing things like that. I'm getting back on oh, this. I love I'm it. so excited. I actually can't do it myself, but my Nan is an ex, um, she's an ex, she's a retired dressmaker. And because of my body shape, I actually have to get most of my clothes, um, altered mm-hmm. so it's pretty much my everyday life bit I've got this down I challenge you Charlotte yeah. to do it yourself no I don't and want to, to. get your nan <laughs> yeah okay your I'm nan a... can support yeah, you yeah I'm seeing her tomorrow so I'll get her to watch me but we've done this before and it's not worked out so. oh no I am so excited I'm going to find I'm going home tonight oh no I'm I going to see pictures yeah. before and after yeah yeah we, we, we'll do like IGTV or something I'm so excited oh, okay well thank you very very much for that challenge and yeah this was a really great talk yeah. our episode's just getting better and better I'm just so excited um in terms of social if we wanted to find you where could we find you so I am Shope Delano on Twitter Instagram all platforms and um, that's S-H-O-P-E Delano Woo! and you can find us at Sustainably Influence on Instagram And And yeah, that's it for today. (laughs) Peace out.